We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joining us Monday, December 3rd by Jordan Cooper to talk about one of the biggest Premier League slates that we get all season. Jordan, Boxing Day finally here. Yay! Sorry. What's in the box? What's in the box? Is that the reason why they call it Boxing Day? Because it's like the day after Christmas and people put stuff back in boxes to return, to return I don't them th- to the stores? I don't think so. Or is that when that, that you put it out the boxes outside your house to make other your neighbors jealous about the presents that you got? That's what when I was a kid, that's since since I'm Jewish, so I, I celebrate Hanukkah. Like typically like all the kids on my street, like you'd see all the toys that they got by the boxes that were oh. outside of the house. So you'd be like, Oh, why didn't I get that for Hanukkah? <laughs> So you're getting eight presents. You're getting like you know when you're younger. It's like oh, here's a little thing for each eight for days. Each day, like, yeah. Why can't we could just condense this? I, I want I want to get the, I want to get the GI Joe you know uh, battleship whatever thing. Just condense all the presents into that. Uh, I think they actually discourage doing that now. Like when you buy yourself like the seventy inch TV, and then you put the box out on the street, and everyone's like, oh, this guy's got a seventy inch TV now. And then people who break into houses and steel tvs they know that you have one but yeah, i don't think any of this screen tv nowadays isn't all that expensive that's true that's true 
But for people who are like stealing stuff, I think it's still expensive enough. Well, I think it doesn't matter if the boxes are outside or not. You expect a lot of people to get some new stuff. So yes, wouldn't it be by process of elimination? Just who cares if there are boxes outside? Just go steal stuff from people's houses. That makes sense. I think that, that wasn't that the optimal. premise of the uh, the wet bandits from Home Alone. That's not not your uh, genre of film. No, no, no. My favorite Christmas movie is Die Hard. Die Hard, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Because that's obviously a Christmas movie. I uh, speaking of Christmas, since we're uh, obviously not talking about soccer yet, I went to a uh, Pentatonics Christmas concert two weeks ago. You familiar with Pentatonics? Is that a band or is that the that the, a, a chord progression of? Like... They're they're a uh, acapella group. Um, so they were doing a Christmas show, and they at some point in between songs, I think went in the crowd and. Uh, started talking to some people and one was like, so what's your favorite Christmas song? And this guy like three rows behind me just screams out as loud as he can die hard. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, this guy's pretty passionate about where he falls on, whether that's a Christmas movie or not. Oh, I thought he asked for a Christmas song. Oh no, no movie. Die hard didn't have a song in it. No, it didn't. I mean, it might've had a song, just nothing. Yeah, the limo driver was listening to a song inside right. the car, but that's not. <laughs> right. There's no theme song to Die Hard. Correct, correct. Based on how movies are made now, I'm sure they'll just redo them, and then we'll get a theme song for it. Right, right. They're gonna they're gonna go and and there's gonna be a, a re a reboot of Die Hard. Right, right, right. And they're gonna ch- it's gonna it's gonna be a woman going, and it's gonna be a female cop, and it's gonna be. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Someone, it's going to be something else, and that 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 it's not going to be a terrorist. It's going to be some other thing. I mean, like it's going to be whatever it is, and it, but it's still going to be about the big building, right? Right. It's, it's still going to be. It's still going to end up still being at Nakatomi Plaza. Uh huh. Uh huh. It'll gross two billion dollars, and uh, right, it'll be that. But anyway, enough of the movie reviews. Um, we're here for Thursday's slate. I can't. I, I lose track of days during this Christmas week, but Thursday is the big one. Um, we've got some significant GPPs in terms of soccer size, um, including the big one, which is a $555 entry, $100,000. Uh, I haven't even clicked into that one, but I assume it's 95000 to first, and then uh, <laughs> everyone else gets the rest. But uh, what's nice is that so we have nine games on Thursday, but only six are on this main slate on DraftKings because we have an early game. We have the regular 12.30 p.m. Eastern game, and then there's actually one later in the day, uh, which I assume we'll, we'll get a big showdown for that. That's the Liverpool-Leicester match that we don't get. Um, so it feels like it's like a really big day of soccer, but we have still a very manageable six-game slate with players that like we actually want to play. It's kind of nice. Right. Normally on Boxing Days in the past, like most of the teams would play at once. Right. But because of TV revenue, it's like why not just – Bilk as much money as we can for the course of the whole day. Of course. So obviously you could play showdowns for, you know, the, the early game, the Man United-Newcastle 12:30 game, the 3 p.m. Leicester-Liverpool game. But, I mean, I remember in the past when I started playing DFS, which was only soccer, yep. that, you know, my, my first big win was the first Boxing Day, 2015 Boxing Day. And I came in, I, I built, I, I got some tickets. It was like the first time I ever played like a $20 GPP. Sure. Sure. Because I was only playing like the 3 or $4 ones and some double ups. I mean, I was playing like $40 worth of action. So now that I got, I had like eight or 10 tickets that I played. And then I, I cashed like uh, in the top 20, like three or four teams. 
and it came out to like 2400 bucks. There you go. And that's kind of how I built. The rest is history. Of, right. Well, I, I ended up over the January uh, that that money went back down to where I started from. <laughs> right. Because that's what happens to people. Right. You go, you go, oh, OK, I got it. I can enter these contests all the time now. Yeah. I can have five. I could I can buy two hundred dollars a slate now and enter five contests into the twenty seven dollars. Twenty seven. Sure, sure. Right. And you do that and. You, you miss a bunch of times, and then you're back down to where you started. So it's not like I went in and, oh, now $100 this and Thunderdome that, even though there weren't any Thunderdomes in soccer. But that, but I remember that it, it was like an eight-game slate. It was, was a bigger slate. Yeah. And now they're just kind of it – just, it feels like a normal Saturday slate. Yeah, except the GPPs are a little bigger. A little bit. Uh, well, we've got that 100K. Uh, I'll uh, be serious on that one. That's 20000 to first. Uh, three thousand to sixth, not bad. Then there's a uh, fifty-five dollar one, which is twenty um, k overall, two thousand to first, five hundred to sixth. And then there's the five dollar one, which is a thirty thousand guarantee, five thousand to first. So I, I think these are big enough where casuals will jump in and play. Um, doesn't help cash games at all, but I think right, we'll see enough dumb lineups in these where it's not so bad. Right, but and now that DraftKings has. As is going public. Yep. That was the big, big news today. Uh, a reverse merger. I mean, like, they're not IPOing. They're, yep. It's that, that, the, the way the financial system works, it's like, I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know how at, most of this stuff should be illegal, where it's it, technically the company that's listed on the stock exchange has no assets. It's just like, it's a placeholder there for people to, like, merge. It's an acquisition company. And then SB Tech and DraftKings merge, and then they become public. So. Now that there's shareholders to answer to, do you think that uh, it's going to be like, oh, million to first and like, like, oh, the last like couple of spots just go directly to the shareholders. Like it doesn't it just literally says that in the payout structure, just like eighth place. We're just going to we're just going to give it to the stockholders. Uh, no, there'll be like uh, terrible options where the stock will be trading at 80, but you have tickets to buy the stock at 85 at like one hundred and ninety five thousand. Uh, so it'll be like kind of like rake. Yeah. On the stock options. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Somebody was joking I, around. They were like, oh, does this mean lower rake? And I'm like, it actually means the total opposite. Uh, truthfully, I don't think it's going to make much of a difference. I agree. I, I, agree. I, I think I think most of the growth. I mean, uh, hey, DFS is growing. It still is growing. And I think sports betting will help DFS. Mm-hmm. More people on the platform, even if they're sports betting, will play DFS. I just think most of the profit centers in sports betting. For sure. So so it's DFS is going to be it, it's <clears throat> similar to, to, to Apple. And like the iPhones, it's like, well, you know, the, the sales of, uh, of, of logic or like the software sales is like it's, it's a bottom line item. And it's like, OK, we're making some money there, but like that's not where the focus is. So what do we have to change? I mean, like yeah. it's a it's a well oiled machine. Uh, we don't we don't have to try to eke out two percent more out of that when there's like another 40 plus states to legalize sports betting. And we're just going to make all our money there. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, to go back for a quick second, there is a Thunderdome available for boxing. For boxing, yeah, but it's it's a must fill, probably. It is, but right, so it's not guaranteed. But it's there. Okay, it's, it could be there play. any day. You could go to the non guaranteed and play a format. I mean, you could you could do it as as it is. It doesn't have to be called the Thunderdome. But this one is called a Thunderdome. Oh, okay. So that makes a difference. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Um, we've got Chelsea as the big favorite. 
And they're like an actual big favorite, not like the... uh, not that, not humongous. I mean, I it's a... did I say humongous? No, oh, well, it's an, you said actual. When we have Man City and Liverpool sometimes playing at nine to a thousand, I I would call them humongous. Okay, but but I didn't the use scope of the skate. Okay, fine. So Chelsea currently. I mean, I know this is three days in advance. We got some manager press conferences. I know that there may be rotation, so these lines could obviously change. So minus two seventy seven at home to Southampton. Uh, that's the the one of the biggest totals on the slate at like three and a quarter. Uh, the next biggest favorite would be Everton. Yep. Minus one thirty nine currently at home against Burnley. That's hovering around two and a half. Uh, then we got Sheffield, Sheffield. United. <clears throat> minus one seventeen at home to Watford, and that's the lowest total on the slate, about two and a quarter. Yep. And then we start getting into to pick 'em range. Then Arsenal are like plus one hundred away to Burnmouth. That's an over. That's a three plus, three point one, something like that. Then Aston Villa plus one eleven at home to Norwich. That's a three and a quarter total. That's a healthy total. And then lastly is Crystal Palace, plus 131 at home to West Ham, hovering around a two-and-a-half total. Uh, with the way that, that Chelsea typically lines up, this is I, I'm assuming this is not a slate where it's like, how much Chelsea can you get? Because how much Chelsea can you really get? I mean, mm-hmm. in GPP, I see you could possibly play two of them. Yep. Maybe three. But I think in cash, I mean, assuming that they line up the way that they should expect to line up, you, you can't tell me that the the most expensive player on the slate is not the best forward play on the board from a floor floor and kind of semi ceiling perspective. Willie on a ten two. Every slate he's on, I have convinced myself that he's like not the best forward option, or that and then the he construction you and then he gets you twenty plus points. Yeah, it's like I have to just stop doing that because yeah, he's a beast. Right, and then like the gold dependent option would be Tammy Abraham. Yeah, he has the highest goal scoring odds, but his floor is is suspect. Yep. Yeah. Do you I, think that, that that in do you think that in the construction on this slate uh, for for cash games that Willian is optimal? Um, because there are ways to go without playing him. For sure, for sure. I think it it comes down to, um, I think it more comes down to what you want to do with Jack Graylish, not to skip too much ahead but i think he's the bigger question mark than willian right well i mean it's it typically on these types of slates you'd go like well you, you, you have james madison on the slate but yeah. you don't yep so like you have to think in terms of what midfielders are worth paying up for mm-hmm. before you determine what you're going to do it forward right and i don't really think we have i, I don't think jack Grealish is a priority okay and i think we have plenty of midfielders in the mid-range that we could play yeah that I think it's actually as simple as that, that if you don't prioritize Graylish, then you play Willian. Right. But there are other forward options. This isn't a slate where, like, you're stuck playing a, a 4K forward just for the sake of having a slot. Uh, I mean, it's not like there's a, a ton of great options, but I think there are options at mm-hmm. least. I agree. So on the Chelsea side, I mean, obviously for GPP, uh, you could play Abraham. Uh, you wouldn't consider if they start, like, Pulisic or Callum Hudson Adoy. I can like Hudson Adoy. Yeah. yeah, you do. But I mean, is it is it necessary? If you're going to pay uh, eighty two hundred for him, why not just pay ten two for William? Well, that's a decent difference. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, like, you're probably not playing both of them. No, I, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. 
I mean, in a, in an ideal situation, Hudson Odoi starts for William, and that's right. Where you play him. Right. Well, well, in in that case, then it's a different story because then mm-hmm. now you're not even considering William. Right. right. And that could happen with the fixture congestion yeah. at this time of year. Who knows? I mean, that's why this is this is we're we're recording this on Monday. Yeah. And even with the manager press conferences and any type of news in the next two days, it still wouldn't matter because right. it's quite possible a lot of this rotation happens. Mm-hmm. On the Arsenal side, I think Arsenal is the more interesting team on this slate because of the new manager. I I get it. <clears throat> um, but I mean, as far lineup. as like, can we can we go by can we go by previous? Can we go by previous games? I mean, I obviously Aubameyang, Lacazette are GPP options. Sure, mm-hmm. they're the goal scorers for Arsenal. But I'm talking about like it is. I it's not, I know we're talking about forward, but we still have to talk about our other Arsenal players. But we got Ozil at seven thousand at midfield, who could start. Mm-hmm. We got Pepe here at eight thousand at forward. We also got Reese Nelson, who just managed to take corner kicks the last. EPL game, yeah, sixty three hundred. Like, but this is all di- now Arteta's in charge. So, like, who knows? I mean, like, what, I think that's what has pro- happened. In I the think past. it's a, it's a total who knows. And the only guy that, if I saw in the lineup, that I would be more willing to think he took set pieces is Ozil, and I think that price is kind of stupid to to take that risk for seven thousand. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, but I think that the more the more consistent guy would be Pepe because at least Pepe has open play value regardless right at 8,000 I mean he still puts in crosses he still gets fouled he get, I mean if he starts and plays 85 plus minutes 8,000 is I mean you have a floor there right sure I think any number of minutes for any num- any of these guys is suspect right well of course that's that's the I don't know factor mm-hmm but at forward, where we have we have to roster two, and there's a lot of goal-dependent players that could give you four points and give you 20 points, I would rather play the midfielders at that range, at 8,000, sure. than play Pepe. But, I mean, you still have to fill two forward slots. So if you're not going to play Willian, I don't see a problem playing Pepe if starting, and especially Pepe if starting if Ozil doesn't start. Right, I don't. I don't think that's too risky for cash. Okay, like I think if you don't play Willian, I think it's okay to play like Pulisic, and I think there there are other guys. Oh, you'd rather play the Chelsea players? Yeah. Okay. How about how about Everton? How about Richarlison? I would. Yeah, I think he. I would play Richarlison over Pepe. I'd play Zaha okay. over Pepe. Okay. I think there's just way too much unknown. Okay, but I think I think you're but you're naming similar types of players in my if because Zaha doesn't have set pieces, Richarlison doesn't have set pieces. But those are the type but Pepe's the type of player like Zaha and Richarlison. It just he plays for Arsenal. Right? It's well, just that you it's just that you know that well I mean I know those I, guys are playing. Right. You know Zaha's playing ninety, you know Richarlison's gonna go as long as he can I mean like right. you, there's a difference. Yep. Like Pepe could play sixty minutes and that's it. I mean right. like it could be. The other guys are just like, oh, they're in they're on weaker teams, but they both have open play value also. Sure. Zaha and Richarlison. I just think they're I think they're efficiently priced. Yeah, I think they all are. Right. I think most I think all the I think all the forwards that we consider are efficiently priced. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. 
Now, what do we do in the, the range underneath it? Because I, I faded, I faded McNeil this past slate. I mean, I didn't win because I did not, and I didn't win either. Right, but I don't think McNeil's a necessity. I think he's. I think. I think that the three guys that you're looking at in this range, in this range, is there anyone leaving lower? There, there could be. Okay, let's. We'll get down there. Uh, I think the guys in this range would be De La Feu, McNeil, uh-huh. Nelson, I guess. And uh, Antonio, would you agree with that? Um, I might throw Sar in there. Okay, if if starting, okay, same yeah. type of player. Uh, we saw last game. Uh, Will Hughes mm-hmm. took corners. Yeah, all of them, all of them. So, uh, and so Dale Feu is not like known for like playing ninety, especially when there's multiple games going, you know, back to back, four mm-hmm. days apart or whatever. Uh, I'd I, to me, I almost think Antonio is the better play out of the bunch of these. I think Antonio, and then right, right below it, McNeil, and then the other guys. I'm not saying Antonio is a great play. Either. I'm just saying that in this range, if I'm going to play someone, right, I'm more inclined to play Antonio or McNeil than play Delafeu. Yeah, I think I I would actually play Sigurdsson over De La Feu. Like I I play De La Feu like when I have to, and I don't think right. this is a have to slate. Right. And we don't even like playing Gilfie Sigurdsson at all anymore. No, no. So that should say a lot. Right. But yeah, I think Antonio makes sense. Right. I mean, He's I'm another... fine with McNeil. I'm I'm perfectly fine with McNeil also. But I mean, if you're if if there's a different if if I need the two hundred, playing Antonio isn't bad, right? I'm I'm all I'm I'm trying to compare this more to like I I think De La Feu without set piece duty. In fixture congestion, playing away as yeah, an underdog perhaps, to Sheffield, yeah. like at sixty eight hundred, we have other options. It's not one of these slates where like you need to find someone. Yeah, I agree. There's someone lower. There's there's potential options lower. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to do the the go around? Sure, I could do the go. Uh, maybe maybe I'm going in the wrong direction. Maybe I end up going. I go around and I actually hit the person. And you I, hit it, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think there's there's a world where you play Bukayo Saka. No, playing as a defender in a forward slot at fifty six hundred, right? I don't think there's. I don't care where he plays. Okay, you don't even care where. I'm, no. I I looked at that. I'm like, oh, is he? Is, I mean, I know he's not a natural defender, but I'm like, maybe they made him defender eligible in 3800. And like, no, nope, that's that's not no. the case. No. Are you gonna play Troy Deeney? No, but I. No. No. I like to preface that I probably wouldn't play this guy anyway, but I right. think we should talk about him. Okay. Christian Benteke. Yes. Is that who you're really talking about? Yes. I thought I was doing the go around. No, you went right to it. Okay. I think that, I think there's someone else that's playable. I mean, everybody's playable. Obviously. Think, yeah. And no, I'm not going to say uh, Nathan Redmond <laughs> as the biggest underdog <laughs> against Chelsea. No, I'm not going to say that. Uh, I play Jay Rodriguez over. I play, before I play Nathan Redmond. Okay. But uh, who's the other guy? But Ben Teki's not a cash play. Why not? I mean, yes. If you if if you need, it's like okay. I'm paying up for I'm paying up for Grealish and William, and I'm just punting with someone. Mm-hmm. 
okay, I guess so. But you could make the case for Ashley Barnes in that regard. Yeah, I think that's yeah. Okay, how about how about a guy that's four hundred more playing at home against Norwich? Uh, if starting, I didn't see who that was. Koja. Oh. Because uh, McGinn's out. McGinn broke his ankle. Yeah. So he's he's done. Of course, he had to be in my lineup when he did that six minutes in. <laughs> so that didn't help. And I still I stay. I I I I almost cashed even with a like a point oh six with McGinn. Hmm. So it was just down to that. But I mean, I'm not saying that I'm not I'm not saying I'm playing him. I'm just saying that you're going to see Aston Villa lineup, and it's quite possible that Koja is going to be starting as the left winger. Yeah, I'm, will he play ninety? Probably not. But I'm, I have to mention someone that's going to be in the starting lineup in a high total game, playing wide against Norwich. Yeah, there's there's no way I play him. Okay, I got to <laughs> mention it, right? I, I mean, I guess if you want to, only because we haven't talked about anything. that situation. I mean, like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We're going to get to Aston Villa and go Grealish, 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 and then like not, not mention the guys that are going to be next to him. That are cheaper, and fill a forward slot. I guess. Okay, you guess. Okay. Is he better than Nathan Redmond? I mean, yeah. Okay, so there <laughs> that, that, that that we talk about Nathan Redmond. So why not put the put, put this guy? Because Nate we Rodriguez. talk about Nathan Redmond to say we're not playing Nathan Redmond. Oh, it's very it's more for warning purposes, right? Like right. people are going to want to play him, and then like should we talk about Shane Long? Yeah, but those thing. guys are obviously gold. They don't play wide. They just play centrally. So who cares? On DraftKings, at least. Yeah. I think I play Ben Teke in this range. Okay. So how about midfield? I don't think there's a need to... I, th- I, I, I really don't think there's a need. I Up at the top, midfield only, you got Grealish, you got Mount. Mm-hmm. I think I think Mount is is finally coming down in price, as he should be. Mm-hmm. Seventy seven hundred. He has ups. I guess he has upside for that price, but I don't want to pay him seventy seven hundred. Mm-hmm. And Grealish obviously has a very high ceiling and a good floor at yep. ninety five hundred. But like your roster, you're basically deciding on whether or not you're playing Willie on a Grealish and. Like do I? I don't want to. I don't want to have my forward slots really be like Antonio McNeil, probably, and then you're probably not playing much Chelsea because you're not playing Mount. If so you me, play like McNeil and um, De La Feu, you could play Graylish and Mount. Yeah, you could, but I, don't, I just don't think that's. I don't. I just. I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you, you can. I think. I think the 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 highest midfielder that I will be using. As of this point, is Buendia seventy four hundred? Mm-hmm. I agree. I think now, now that he's back, I mean, like we saw this in the beginning of the season, and then he started getting you know left on the bench. Then his price came down, and then when he comes on, he does everything. Twenty one point four last week. Right. To me, yeah, I compare Buendia to to uh, Gilby Sigerson of Swansea, mm. like someone that like does everything for a bad team. Mm-hmm. But he does everything. everything and Aston yeah. Villa is in... I mean, Aston Villa does not even look good. Other than They Grealish. lost to Southampton. Grealish, Grealish looks good. Yeah, but that's it. That's that's their team. I mean, mm-hmm. like, they can't do anything else. 
Do you play Frazier at 7,300 against Arsenal? I think I just play Mount instead. Okay. But I think Frazier's fine. Like I, He's fine. I, there's no reason to think that Arsenal's good enough to slow him down. Right. The only problem I see with Bournemouth is that they're, they're, they are so injured that I don't know how well they're going to look this game. I mean, they're, they're going to be playing people at fullback that have never played fullback before. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, 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 their injury situation is ridiculous. They're playing, they're playing, they're going to be playing center backs everywhere. I mean, like, it's how much offense is there going to be this game? Right. Just like how are they going to generate it? They're going to have to cover so much defensively that I'm not all that convinced that I even would want to play Frazier at an L, at 7,300 against Arsenal. I think that's fair. Yeah, I right. think this is a situation where you'd play him if he was underpriced, and he's not. Right. He's not over. I think he's efficient, but. Right. The same way that the next player, I think, is efficiently priced for what he should be is John Fleck at 7,200. Yep. Yeah, 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 I agree. Like, I, this is the type of slate where I'm like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to be able to slot Fleck in at 5,800 and be fine. And like, nope. Nope. DraftKings said 7,200. I'm like, okay, that's. I think I think that's efficient for him. I agree. You could play him, but someone that you're jamming, I'm not playing him over Buendia. Right. I think I think Buendia should be 8,500 this late. I agree. Then you also have guys like El Ghazi, like the Aston Villa guys are just like they're and the Sheffield guys are like they're efficiently priced. Mm-hmm. Like you you can use them. James Ward Prowse against Chelsea away 6,600. Like, wouldn't you rather just play someone like Milivojevic, although you may not even want to play him anymore? I was going to say, I think we might be done with him. Yeah, uh, we, we, pl- we might be playing one of our favorite defenders. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, you know what's going to happen. It's, he's going to end up, Milivojevic is going to take all set pieces, and Patrick Van Anholt's going to end up with 1.8 points. I, I actually think. <laughs> that This is what happens when Patrick Van Anholt is chalky. When like, no, Everyone he's gonna... plays him. He's going to have a monopoly of set pieces for the first, like, 13 minutes. He'll have, like, four crosses, all from corners, and then get a red card. No, no. He has to play the whole game. And then he does take all of their corner kicks, but they only get two of them. Two of them, yeah. Right. And then he still has 1.8 points. Mm. And Milivojevic has two penalties. Right, right. Exactly. And no other peripheral stats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he has a yellow card and, and a yellow card, yeah. one. <laughs> right? And it, it all cancels each other's out. So he's sitting there with twenty-four points mm-hmm. on two penalty goals. Yeah. But no, I'm not playing Milivojevic because you can play Snodgrass for cheaper. Right. I mean, Trezeguet's there. Like all the Aston Villa guys are like officially priced. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you could play him. But yeah, Snodgrass at sixty-one hundred didn't do much in the last game against Southampton. Well rested. Yeah, yeah, because they didn't play because uh, Liverpool was yeah. uh, at the Club World Cup. Yeah. I mean, he was fine. So, Seven crosses and two shots assisted. Right. Just the yellow card that got him. Right. But, yeah, no, I'd, I'd, I'd much rather play Snodgrass. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cantwell, 5,700, I think that's efficiently priced. We got, we got a lot of efficiently priced players. Yep. Wow, Stanislaus actually back? Yeah, he doesn't even have an injury tag. Jeez. I don't think he's fit, though. He never is. Doesn't matter. He never is. So it does, does it matter? <clears throat> I mean, I'm not playing him. No, me neither. I, like, I'd rather play uh, Four Nalls before him. I'd rather play sure. Norwood before Norwood, him. Norwood, yeah. I mean, even if he did, like, 
But Norwood at fifty five hundred is like like you're getting you're getting the Sheffield Ashley Westwood. Right? You're getting you're getting a, a deep lying midfielder that takes some set pieces. We skip by him, um, but I wanted to mention him because I think he's actually overpriced and part of that has to do with the fact that I played him last week at sixty six hundred for three points is Connor Howerhan at sixty seven hundred. Like there's just nothing about the Aston Villa set pieces that make you think that he'll have them all. I thought he'd have them last week, and Graylish took most of them, uh, even with McGinn off. So, yeah, sixty-seven hundred. What do you pay? I mean, really? That's yeah. like the that's he's way overpriced. Way overpriced. That's I'm not why sure I, I claim skipped fifty-seven hundred. Right. Well, that's why I kind of skipped over him. Yeah. I mean, in the 4K range, I mean, to me, the guys that I'm looking at are essentially, I mean, like Westwood, Hughes. That that Hughes situation is frustrating because you just have no idea. Yeah, but he's 4,300, and Hughes does have open play value, right? Does he? He gets fouled. He got, it's forty three. I'm, I'm. How much do you need from a forty three hundred dollar player in a, in cash? Yeah. Like, well, I think Will Hughes has more upside at forty three hundred than Westwood does. Yeah, I believe that. I right, and that. and you're getting the same like well, you know, Westwood. Oh, he'll he'll take four corners, five corners, take one shot, two fouls drawn. Like he'll he'll be there and he'll sit there with seven points, and you'll be like, okay. Yeah. Like, for forty five hundred, why not? It's just like okay, throw him in. Yeah. I'll give you that one. Right? I mean, because you, if you're playing like a Willian build, you're probably going to have to play someone in this range. Yeah. And, unless you're playing three defenders, which that could be that that could be optimal. That could be a build. Mm-hmm. Because even the like, yeah. Arsenal guys like Torreira, like I don't trust these. Uh, Bernard, I guess oh. you could, because Awobi is injured. But I mean. No. Who knows? I gotta play Bernard. Yeah, I play GPP. Why not? Sure, sure. Feel bad. I play Bernard, I play Bernard over MacArthur. I mean, I play Bernard over a lot of these guys. So I mean, like <clears throat> yeah. Robbie Brady. Hey, Hendrick is is out. Yep. Robbie Brady, forty five hundred. You want to lock in your three and a half points? No. No, no, no. I don't know what has happened to him. I don't know. He just he plays for Burnley now. That's really yeah. just that's what's happened to him. JBG's coming back. Well, he won't be back. This He's not going to start, but like right. How much is JBG? Fifty-three hundred. Yeah, when he comes back, when he comes back and 40, starts, that'll be a forty-three minutes of JBG. Yeah. Luke yeah, Freeman. The rest of it. Luke Freeman. The experiment didn't really work out. If you played him, it did not. I mean, because you, you have to figure he's not going to play ninety. But I mean, hey, if you want forty eight hundred, I mean, I, I don't think that's horrible. I mean, I assume Fleck being back kills that, right? But if he did start, I mean, who knows? But I'm not playing Jaka or Guendouzi, Hoiberg. I won't play. I played Giorgino before those guys. Gosh, Hoiberg at 11 and a half last weekend. 
No wonder I wrote him up. Maybe I would play him. I play Hughes instead. Never mind. Right. Is there anyone on Noble thirty nine hundred? Yeah, feel free to do it. If Noble, if Noble has twenty points, Avaldo uh, won won the GPP, mm-hmm. the five fifty five. Yeah, he won the five fifty five. Yeah. Right. There's nothing like making a five hundred and fifty five dollar lineup with Mark Noble in it. And you haven't lived until you've done that. No, I'm I'm just I'm going to do it with Lewis Cook on the bench. There you go. Right. He's going to have to play. I mean, Bournemouth has has no one. He's got nobody. Right. Is there anyone down here in this range? Is there anyone? No. Nope. You not even know Philip Billing, mm. Decore, you know those type of guys? No. Decore's Philip. out actually. Oh, great. Kapui. There you go. Kayate. Yeah, Romeu. I mean, look <laughs> no. at all these guys. So, we can really you can play any of these guys? No. At defender. I mean, I, I think I think we say it all the time. Mm-hmm. I know in in like two games, he d- he didn't do well. But Everton at home to Burnley, sixty five hundred for Lucas Dina. That's easy for me. Is that like the first guy in your cash lineup? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't see why not. Yeah, I mean, he's had basically four four bad games, let's call it, or like his last four. He hit ten in two of them anyway. It was at Liverpool, home against Chelsea, at Man United, and home against Arsenal, which are not like the toughest matchups, but they're decent teams, and they're much better than Burnley at Goodison Park. Like, Right. This is where you use Dina. It's as simple as that. Right. Do you think, do you think the, the comment, do you think, are you, okay, here's, here's the question. Are you going to play Van Anholt over the Chelsea fullbacks? For like 800 to 1,000 less? Yeah. Well, no, Reese James, like Aspilicueta got an injury. So I'm assuming yeah. Reese James is going to play for 5,500. Then you may get Emerson yeah. for 5,700. But I, I personally, I think the, the Chelsea fullbacks may be better options than the midfielders at that range. For, oh, for sure. Right. So that's what I mean by the three def, the defender build. Like I could see a build where you're playing Dina, Van Anholt, and then one of the Chelsea fullbacks. Uh, I mean, they're basically priced the same as, like, Snodgrass. Right, but you'd be playing Snodgrass also. you play Snodgrass and Buendia Mm. as your midfield. You need Will Hughes, though. You do? Depends on what you do. You're playing Willian, right? Oh, who knows? I don't know. I'm just going through the builds. I only. No, I know, but I'm saying if if you have this Willian build where, when we were just talking about, you probably need somebody in this 4K range. It's got to be a midfielder, and then you're not playing. Oh, you're playing Buendia, so then you're not playing a 6K midfielder. Right. You're choosing one of those guys, Snodgrass or um, maybe I'm dig- maybe I'm playing Benteke in my second forward spot. Ooh, now we're talking. See, so you go down even further and you get that money. I don't think that's an optimal build, but I'm just telling you it is. <laughs> it, it, it's a it's it's a viable build. Hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. But I think if I think those are the I don't I I don't think you're playing for the Sheffield guys I don't think you're paying no. for the Aston Villa guys I who knows who I don't think there's quite possible there's no there's no player at at that defender eligible that would be playing fullback for Arsenal so you don't even have to worry about it Rico is out suspended so I mean like like you're gonna get like Stacy and Simpson playing fullback for Burnmouth and I don't want to go there. Mm-hmm. 
Wad, the Watford guys are out. I mean, Holobus is gone. Feminia would be fine at 4,400, but he may be playing on the opposite side, and then they may be playing, like, five at the back. Because who knows? Because Jan Mott's out. So who knows what's going on with Watford? Yeah. So I'm just looking at all of this going, going. you, you always have the Burnley fullbacks at the cheap, cheap range, but, like, nothing in the mid. Like, for me, it's like, once I get to Van Anholt, like, I'm playing the che- Dean Van Anholt, the Chelsea guys, and then it's like, I don't. I I would see no reason to pay anything more than like than the Burnley guys, yeah. Right then the Burnley, right? Like I, at bet, and even then, like why am I even there? I I'd almost rather play Will. I'd play Will Hughes over Bardley or Peters. Fredericks is out, so we got well, how much is Zabaleta? Thirty five hundred. You don't want to do that. I mean, that would be the lowest. I'd go. I'd play Zabaleta before the Norwich fullbacks that don't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's all right. Right. Because, I mean, you'll, you'll, we may see, like, because what's going to happen is that uh, Simpson may play, quote, play fullback for Bournemouth and be 3,000. And then go, oh, look, we got a cheap fullback. It's like, well, I mean, we have Max Aaron's. Oh, no, Max Aaron's is 4,000? I was going to go, right, Max yeah. Aaron's is 3,200. And it's like, oh, I'm not going to pay 4,000 for that. But it's the same type of player. It's like playing, uh, like, Dummett or, like, Simpson's a center back. Dummett was actually awesome last week. Really? <clears throat> As, like, a fullback, yeah. But I get your point. Right. Any other defenders? No. It's a six-game slate, a goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Just throw it, throw a dart. Play wherever you want. I mean, really? Mm. I think I'm more likely to play Nick Pope than I am Jordan Pickford. For the price difference? Yeah. Where is Pope? 4,000. Yeah. Yeah, Pope's 4,000 against Everton. Right. Pickford's 5,500. There probably shouldn't be that wide of a disparity. <laughs> right. New manager for Everton. Right, Ancelotti. Whether that matters in this specific game, who knows. How about Ramsdale? 4,300 sure. at home. He's the cheapest home goalkeeper. No, yep. Yeah, yeah, he's the cheapest yeah, home goalkeeper against Arsenal. But whatever. I mean, like, we're just, this is what we do every every time. I wish Ramsdale just... could Ramsdale could give up three goals and still be the highest scoring goalkeeper on the slate. Yeah, I wish they would just make us play team goalkeepers. It, like bothers me looking at the list and seeing like the three Norwich backups, and then seeing Ramsdale above them, and then crawl two more above them because the West Ham backup. Like just right, make us make me play a team. Don't mess around with all these prices. Hundred dollars less for a backup. Who cares? That's my goalkeeper I mean, take of this slate. Well, I mean, the, the only goalkeeper we knew have news is that Martin and Fabianski are questionable. Right. So maybe Raul Jimenez. Or is that his name? Roberto Jimenez. Roberto, yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't matter to me. Right. Exactly. doesn't matter. I mean, just price them all at 4400 Who cares? Mm-hmm. Martin's 100 more than the two other guys. And Kroll right. is 100 more than, like, Archie Mayer. Who I've never heard of, the fourth goalkeeper for Norwich, and he's the same price as McGovern or Farman. Right. 
I'm assuming Archie Mayer could easily be a 16-year-old kid, right, to be the fourth goalkeeper for Norwich. Mm-hmm. Better believe What's I'm the finding difference? out. Let's see. Oh, he's 18. Oh, okay. But I, that's what I figured. I figured he was a, a like an academy type mm-hmm. player. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the poor purpose? You make the list. Makes the list look weird. It's stupid. Except if you're Burnley. Because Nick Post 4,000, that 100 down to Joe Hart really does matter. <laughs> okay? Like, that's the only case where we should see all the goalkeepers, and then it's just like, well, Joe Hart is minimum price, regardless mm-hmm. of what team he's on. Yeah, right. If you were like, you can take $500 Joe Price, or Joe Price, Joe Hart, would you play it? And I'd be like, mm, no. Quite possibly not. No. Like the NFL showdown minimum 200, and I'd be like, eh, probably not. No. No, I won't. <sighs> well, on that riveting note, uh, if anybody has any follow-up for Jordan, you can find him on Twitter at Blenderhead. That's Blender HD. I am at Rotowire Andrew. Uh, because this is the very busy season, we're going to have some, obviously, extra pods like this one. Uh, we'll be back on Friday to preview Saturday's slate. And then we have another slate on New Year's Day, so we'll probably be podcasting early next week. And then they play that weekend as well, if I remember correctly. So we'll be back to our regular Friday that week as well. So thank you for listening. Jordan, thank you for all of that. And good luck this weekend or this week. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.